Welcome to The Power of Faith with David Hathaway. Whatever happens in your life, God can, and will use, to bring glory to his name. Writing to the Philippians, the Apostle Paul said, I want you to know this, dear brothers. Everything that has happened to me here, has been a great boost, in getting out the good news, concerning Christ. For everyone around here, including all the soldiers, over at the barracks, knows that I am in chains, simply because I am a Christian. And because of my imprisonment, many of the Christians here, seem to have lost their fear of chains. Somehow, my patience has encouraged them, and they have become more, and more bold, in telling others about Christ. What a statement! Paul is declaring here, that all the things that have happened in his life, even the bad, have happened, in order to demonstrate, and further the gospel. Now, please join David, as he ministers today's word. But then he goes on in verse 12, and I want to pick up on this and the next verses, because in verse 12 he says, I would have you understand that the things which have happened here have happened in order to further the gospel of Christ. Now, this is quite an statement because he says, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in the palace and in other places. So that in actual fact, what he's declaring is this, that all the things which are happening in his life, good and bad, are in order to further the gospel and demonstrate the gospel. And you know, when I look back at my life, I haven't had an easy life. It's no use people looking at me and saying, oh, it's all right for him. I have suffered, no, in comparison with some, I haven't suffered unto death, but yet I suffered as you know, cancer twice. The first was when I was only 32 years old, the second when I was 70 years old. But on both occasions, putting God's word to the test and determined to prove the authority and power of God's word, I stood firm by faith and refused any medication. And God totally healed me. And the fact that I'm standing here talking to you full of life and full of energy is the evidence. I don't suffer any weakness from either of those two episodes of cancer. But you know, when I had the second attack of cancer in uh, 2020, uh, sorry, in, in just over the year 2000, because it's 20 years ago. Um, the uh, amazing thing is this. I'd been saying, oh God, I'm tired of talking about a miracle of cancer that happened 30 or 40 years ago. And so God gave me another episode. But my prayer was this. Oh God, I'm 70 years old. If you don't need me anymore, take me home. But let it be quick. But I said, if you need me to continue my ministry in uh, the former Soviet Union, then I need a miracle to demonstrate this gospel. 
and God totally healed me, as you know, by a powerful miracle when the cancer came out visibly. And I continue because I have the demonstration of the power of God. So looking back, everything, whether it was my first journey to Israel in 1961, which opened my eyes to conditions behind the Iron Curtain and in Israel, whether it was my cancers or whether in 1972 it was my imprisonment, looking back, every one of those things in the long run only confirmed the power of the gospel that I preach. And that's exactly what Paul is saying. But then he comes on to something else which is of interest. And here I, I have to confess that probably I've, can I say, mellowed a little bit in some of my opinions over the years. Um, in the majority of issues, of course, no, I don't change. I can't change. I mean, I, I preach the same gospel that I preached right from the beginning. I haven't changed it. It's a simple, straightforward message, and I preach it. And I, I, I haven't changed uh, my spiritual experience. But here, Paul does say something which has intrigued me. Because if you look at this same chapter, this is the first chapter of Philippians, and you look at verse 15, Paul here is dealing with a separate issue. He says, some preach Christ of envy and strife, and some of goodwill. In verse 16, the first preach Christ out of contention, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my bonds. So the strange thing here is that Paul is admitting that there are some who are preaching in order to embarrass Paul. But then he says in verse 17, in verse 16, some preach out of contention. In verse 17, the other preach out of love, knowing that I'm set for the defense of the gospel. But verse 18, what then? Notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. And, you know, I'm finding it more and more that there are so many different uh, Christian groups with different practices. And while I cannot accept some of these practices, but yet I have to admit that in most of the cases, Christ is still preached. Because, for example, while I cannot accept the Mass as being uh, that the, the elements, the, the bread and the wine, literally become the body of Christ, I can't accept it because if that is the case, every time that Mass is celebrated, Christ is crucified afresh. 
I believe literally from Scripture that they are symbolic. Just as if you look at baptism, another issue, that the only baptism that the Scripture talks about is the baptism of repentance. And it says that we should be uh, saved by confession and by baptism. Now, what is the importance of water baptism? Well, if you study it in Romans, you'll find out that the Paul, again, it's Paul who is saying we are buried with Christ in baptism and risen into the new life. And the emphasis of water baptism is that when you are totally immersed in water, it is symbolic of being buried in death with Christ. And when you come out of the water, it is symbolic of a new resurrection life, just as Christ had when he came out of the grave. So you can see that water baptism is part of our gospel and it is symbolic. Even so, I understand that when we take communion and we take the bread and the wine, they are symbolic of the body and the blood of Christ. I can't believe that they physically become changed into flesh and blood. They are symbolic. And Jesus said, do this as often as you do it in remembrance of me. So in other words, the purpose of the communion is the remembrance of the death and the resurrection of Christ. He died for our sins. And what I'm having to understand is this, that even if some ceremonies are not in accordance as what I would see in Scripture, if in it Christ is glorified, if through all of this Christ is preached, it is lifting up Jesus Christ before the people. You have an inheritance in Christ. It is expansive, beyond comprehension. And faith is the key, which will unlock this power in your life. Through David Hathaway's book, Power Your Inheritance, the book of Ephesians explored. Our prayer is that your eyes will be opened, that you will see, and know what the hope is, what the riches are, the glory of God in you. David wants you to enter into the power and the riches of this glory. He wants you to experience and live in the fullness of the blessing. There is so much power available to those who will believe. In David Hathaway's book, Power, Your Inheritance, the book of Ephesians explored. He will reveal the glory of your inheritance in Christ. Order your copy today by visiting eurovision.org.uk forward slash shop. Thank you for listening to the Power of Faith broadcast with David Hathaway. We would love to hear from you. 
contact us by visiting eurovision.org.uk. Also available online are many free teaching resources to help you on your walk with God. David has written many faith-building books to encourage and inspire. Order these online today. Each month, David ministers online and in person. Our ministry is only possible because of the faithful support of so many people. For details on our evangelism and humanitarian relief work, visit eurovision.org.uk. Thank you again for listening.